Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast, episode 34. Tonight, we talk new Pokemon Snap, a Luigi Lego set, and what we would buy this year on a budget. That and more. Hello everyone, I am Andros, and we are joined tonight by, um, oh, I, I didn't even introduce the we. Well, I'm here with Micah, my regular co-host. Yep. I'm usually here. <laughs> usually here. And we are joined tonight by super special guests joining us from Switchcraft and many other uh, podcasting and uh, gaming ad adventures. Uh, Bill, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, we're super excited to have you on, and we know we've got a lot of members of our community that are pumped to have a collaboration with us here. So, super nice of you to respond and be willing to come on. I'm always ready to talk about video games, especially when I don't have to do any of the work that comes with podcasting afterwards. Like, I'm just going to show up and talk and not have to do anything afterwards? That seems like a deal. Yes. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's what we uh, we love being guests on other shows because I'm like I don't have to do any I I don't like I'm not that I don't like I I don't like having to put together the outline at the beginning I just have to show up and react to someone else's outline that's pretty great yeah and yeah. I pretty much do that every week anyways so <laughs> <laughs> me too even on my show <laughs> <laughs> well uh, Micah so. How are you? How are things going in your neck of the woods? Pretty good. Not too much going on. I have finally started to hear back about some internships. Oh, so awesome. That's kind of exciting. Nothing concrete yet. Yeah, uh, my my neck of the woods out here, we're experiencing some nice warm weather, um, which has been ha has been good. And I don't know, I've, it's just been kind of like a an odd time where I don't feel like I have a lot to play, but my backlog is actually huge. You, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but we're, we're getting, we're getting close to my hype game, which is uh, Pokemon snap. So Bill, how are things out where you're at? Well, you know, you say things, <clears throat> excuse me. You say things about warm weather and it makes me really, really mad at you because it snowed here two days ago uh, you know, it's it's April 21st, and it was snowing at my house, and I was very unhappy about that. I had to get out the brush, Oof. but luckily I, I was able to stay inside when I, uh, you know, after after I got home from work, I stayed inside, and I played video games. Yeah, that's a it's a good excuse to go inside. My yeah. uh, my it's family makes me yeah my family makes me go outside right now because it's nice. So <laughs> I don't get it. But the switch is portable, so there's that. Yes. <laughs> I remember when they first announced the Switch and they had the commercial with the guy who takes his dog out on a walk. And I was like, who would do that? Who's going to take their games when their dog's going out on a walk and the dog's out playing fetch by himself? I'm doing that now. <laughs> I turned into that guy. Well, yeah, my son and I were going someplace. I don't remember where. And he brought his Switch and uh, he was, he was, he's, you know, he's doing that thing where he's trying to tilt it to get the sun, the glare off of the screen as we're driving down the road 
uh, which was kind of driving him nuts. But uh, I, I do, I hope that if we ever do get a Switch Pro, that they have uh, a, a screen that has higher nits. Yes. Whatever nits are, I know they're like a measure of brightness, but I want something with higher nits. I just, the screen, because of its like touchscreen nature, is so reflective. It's like a mirror almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because, uh, you know, 20 years ago, we were doing the exact opposite where we're twisting our Game Boys to catch the sun the so we could see the screen. Right. <laughs> yeah, I got one right there. There it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny that we've uh, come full circle. Now we're doing the exact opposite. So, <laughs> well, what do you guys say we jump into the first segment of our show, which is what you playing? And uh, I guess I'll start this week. So, because uh, I my list isn't super long, but I picked up two games after the indie world showcase, and have been playing both of those. Finished one. And that is there is no game. Man, that was that was such a blast, such a hoot. Um, they did an excellent job with the writing on that game. Uh, essentially, it's a point-and-click comedy that is really playing into gaming culture and different types of games. The the humor that comes with that. And it if you're if you like kind of fourth wall breaking humor this game smashes the fourth wall there is no fourth wall anymore it's it's like annihilated by the end um i I, i'm gonna tag this spoiler here but by by the end you are quite literally um interacting with the developer of the no game game (laughs) oh that sounds cool it it is pretty interesting you're uh you've jumped from the game universe to his cell phone and are like interacting with it's very weird but very cool not where i was expecting the game to go at all uh, so the plot is all over and hilarious yeah uh besides that i also picked up and was so my wife actually picked this game up and we have the sh- library share and i was convinced by the community to jump in and try the longing now, this is the one that takes 400 days oh. to finish. And I, I will admit, when I saw it in the direct, I was like, that looks real boring. But I'm actually enjoying it. I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, it's we've, we've got a strong group over on our Discord all rallied together playing, playing through that, sharing secrets with each other. It's a... I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's uh different than any other game I've played. Also I that's all I can really say. And it's got a very bleak, dark, ominous feel. And it's something I definitely play while doing something else. That's that's uh for sure. So it doesn't require your like really require your attention all that much? No. No, it really doesn't. Uh there there are points where um it it can if you want, uh, but it doesn't have to, if, if that makes any sense. So you could, you can walk, and there will be things to pick up, um, which he doesn't auto pick up. That's one thing I think I, I wish the game had was auto pick up. Uh, but at some points, I'm just like, eh, it's not worth it. I'm not going to watch the screen while he does this because uh, I don't, I don't need to. I don't need another piece of coal. I have enough. 
or I have another piece of paper for crafting or whatever. It's interesting. There's there's lots of secrets to discover. There's I, I mean there are things that I I don't know if I would have figured out if we didn't have community playing. So it, that's it's it's interesting. It's a it's very puzzle oriented and patience, 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 patience. You gotta have for everything. As somebody who has absolutely no patience, I have a question. Yeah. And I have a question maybe for you or for the community, but has anybody changed the date on their Nintendo Switch to find out what happens at the end? Is that a possibility? Like in Animal Crossing where you can change the date in order to go celebrate Christmas or whatever? I saw a review of the game where that... that that it was possible to move the clock forward and it did affect the game clock. They didn't go to the end. They just went forward like 30 days. Okay. Um, so I, I think it is possible, but uh, there are certain aspects of the game where you, you, you'll miss out on, on some stuff. And I, I do feel like I need, it never says this in any of the advertising, but you can speed up time in the game. It's all about getting your character his home in a, a place where he enjoys being there. So time passes faster and it like literally passes faster. So it doesn't actually take 400 days. I don't think I could do it <laughs> if it yeah. actually took 400 days. I've gone like in the course of three days, I, I did like 10 days. So, and that's, that's pretty early game. Um, I haven't been playing as much as other people in the community. So they have their timer where it's like one second real time is like 12 seconds in the game. See, if they had explained that better in the, in the indie world, I probably would have picked it up because that sounds really intriguing. But the, like the way they described it was just like, turn on your switch every day and log into this. And I'm like, you know what though? I've been playing X game for three weeks and I haven't stopped playing that game. I don't want to close that game, like save my game, close that game, go launch yeah. uh, longing to do the thing for the day and then come back, you know, 400 days later, see what happens. Like that was a bad way to explain that game. The way you're talking about it sounds really intriguing to me. Yeah, it's, it is very interesting. It's like, um, it's like a puzzle like that. You, you set up on the table and you start putting pieces together, like one of those huge ones, you know, like yeah, 5,000 pieces. You start putting it together. You go, well, I'm going to come back to this because I don't have time to finish right now. And you go, you can come back a couple weeks later and maybe put some more pieces together. It's it's kind of like that. And you're slowly getting a bigger picture of the story. Uh, it's very, it's very ominous. And it went from ominous to kind of like bizarre we're, we're real fast for us. And we're like, what's happening? And we, we still don't really know what's going on. So it's it's cool. Definitely one yeah, I, I don't don't write off your initial impression of it. That and I I'm one of those people that if the game doesn't grab me right away, I'm like I'm probably not gonna go back to it. But someone convinced me to do that for this, and after my second play session, I was like, I think I'm getting it. This is it's almost like a fast from uh, from gosh dopamine. <laughs> like you're you're like forced to wait you're quite literally forced to wait for some of those rewards in a way that's kind of refreshing i don't know if that makes any sense if i've sold people on this game or not but yeah 
Yeah, I saw how like slow you moved and how long everything took, and I just looked up how it ended. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I would not have the patience for this. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, besides, I have jumped into some Fortnite and also played uh, in a couple different communities some Mario Kart. So busting out Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Still selling well. People are still playing it. We're never going to get Mario Kart 9, guys. <laughs> so that's 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 pretty much been it for me since we last since we last talked. The longing, I think it, it I it it's one that's going to be uh, we'll definitely keep people posted on story. If you're interested in, in playing, come join our Discord community. It's uh, been a fun group there. Well, Bill, I'll toss it over to you. What have you been playing lately? Well, I'm a bad Nintendo podcaster because I just keep going back to the well of the same game since I got it. And that is Monster Hunter Rise. That game has come. It's so like, okay, Monster Hunter was on like the 3DS. I don't know which one it was. I know people loved it. And I, I ended up trying the demo and I said, this game is garbage. No, thank you. And, it, you know, send your emails to, you know, andros at gmail.com or something. Don't yell at me. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I was playing. I, I tried the demo. I said, this game's terrible. And then Monster Hunter Rise came out. Or no, not Monster Hunter World came out for the PS4. And I said, okay, well, everybody seems to like these these games. Maybe I was wrong. And I tried it. And it just did not grab me. Like, I enjoyed the time that I spent, but it was probably only about 10 hours before I got sick of it. And then I said, oh, man, it, there's something about these games that everybody loves, and I I just know eventually it's going to click, so I just keep buying these stupid things. And then Monster Hunter Rise came out, and I was right. It clicked. I finally understand the appeal of that game and I have sunk so many hours into it. I love it. I'm I'm having so much fun trying all of the different weapons, finding the different, uh, you know, realizing that I need this one thing to drop from this one monster on high rank. So I got to make sure that I, you know, that I go and hunt that guy. But, uh, you know, when I fight that guy, I need better fire resistance. So I guess I better go fight this guy first. And it's like this chain of a to-do list over and over and over that is just so so much fun and so if i have a long time to play i sit down and i play monster hunter rise and i love that game and i i will say it once now that we have the wire bugs i will never go back to not having wire bugs in a monster hunter game because the movement that you feel in that game as you zip around from place to place to place is just amazing um but then the other game, well, before I get to the other game, have, have either of you guys been playing Monster Hunter Rise? So uh, we're we're bad Nintendo podcasters because we didn't jump on the Monster Hunter train. That was uh, we're we're uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum. We I did try the demo, uh, and it was the most fun I've had with a Monster Hunter demo, but still not enough to make me go, I, I'm gonna buy it. And it turns turns out that like. I, I've come to learn recently that Monster Hunter does not demo well. Uh, no, they Capcom does a terrible job at it. Like they suck. They're yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, they they. Well, first off, the game in general as a is is bad with tutorials. 
it's just that's just the nature of monster hunter uh but then in the demo they drop you in the middle of the story and it doesn't really capture the whole hey you're harvesting these monsters to make different gear you're doing these different missions to level up no it just drops you into a hunt and that by itself I, I guess you could argue is the core gameplay, but not like it's missing half the game with the collection. Yeah, I, the the way I look at it is I feel like they're just trying to sell this version of Monster Hunter to people who already love Monster Hunter, and they're not trying to sell Monster Hunter to non Monster Hunter fans. Were you about to say something a second ago, Micah? I think I cut you off. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I keep trying out all the demos, but it just hasn't grabbed me. So the the combat in the Monster Hunter game feels incredibly slow and clunky when you first start out. But now, like now that I'm deeper into it and I found the weapon that clicks with me because each weapon plays incredibly differently. Um, but now that I found the weapon that clicks for me, I feel like I've I finally know what all of the chess pieces do on the board. And that's the moment when the game clicks. You're like, oh, okay. So if I use this, then, you know, I'll be able to follow up with this, but not with this particular monster because he always will kind of back up and look over his shoulder right before he does a triple leap forward. And each monster has all of these different tells. And that's really the, the, the combat feels awful to somebody who has not played it very much. But once you get over that hump, you it like and it clicks, you're like, okay, I finally understand it. And you're absolutely right, Andros, about the 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 um the tutorials. Because if you want to be good at the game, you have got to go watch like YouTube people yeah. who make like, okay, so this is what you do with the hammer. Uh, first you do this, and then, by the way, if you hold down this button and push this, then you can charge up your attack, and then when you let go, uh, fly forward and hit them. Like, it's it's crazy that they don't teach you all that stuff, but now that I understand it, now that I'm finally clicked, I will buy every Monster Hunter game that ever comes out for the rest of my life. They're so good. And I've, I've got, like, 60 hours into Monster Hunter, and it's only been out for, what, three weeks or so? Yeah. It's, like, that's a lot of time for me to put into one game. I usually get, get distracted by games after 10 hours, and I'm like, okay, well, I played this for 10 hours. Let me go buy something else. That's wild. It's, a, it's definitely been the one that I've been the most tempted to get, but I have been... Uh... We're we're hinting towards a question in our community corner, but I've been I've been trying to budget for uh, some other titles that are coming out. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Any anything else you got? You you said that you that's what you're playing when you got time. Um, how about when you don't have a lot of time? Are you are you fitting something shorter in? Pac-Man '99. I love that game. It is nice. addictive and fast and absolutely crazy, and I adore it. And I have not won even once <laughs> oh i was about to ask how many wins you have i have not been able to win i've gotten fourth place like six times and i'm like uh, i got you beat i got third once <laughs> i yeah. got second place four times before i i got my first win 
Oh, we got a oh, winner okay. here. Wow. And then I haven't played since. <laughs> I don't like Mike anymore. Can we get somebody else on here? Yeah, uh, he's, to, be, he's... I, to be fair, that was earlier today. So <laughs> <laughs> this is uh that might yeah, I saw I saw you online earlier today. I was like, oh, it looks like he's finally given this game a try. And of course he gets his win his first day. This is Micah. <laughs> this is this is who I am friends with. I mean, it took me like a whole hour, guys, so <laughs> I put forth a lot of time and effort to get that win. Oh man. Yeah. I'm a little I'm a little jealous. I've, I feel like I've I tried really hard on multiple sessions. Uh, I I wasn't playing it in short bursts. I was like sitting for an hour. I'm like, I'm going to get a win. <laughs> yeah. Pac that game is it. amazing. It's it is. It is pretty good. I will say that when I first saw it, I was like, this is a shoehorned 99 game. I was like, this is like they're just slapping 99 on everything now. But it's done very well. It's done very well. Can I ask a question for your community for them to 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 figure out an answer? Oh yeah. Okay. What old retro game would you ninety nine? Ooh, we did we did. Uh, Mike and I talked about this in in a uh, in an old episode. Uh, are you still set on Ice Climber ninety nine, Mike? Oh yeah, I'm still <laughs> set on Ice Climbers ninety nine for sure. Are you a masochist? That game just, is terrible. I just want to be climbing a mountain with. 99 people <laughs> imagine the chaos honestly i mean i don't want to play that but it sounds like a good game <laughs> <laughs> yes well yeah uh, community definitely uh hit us up leave a leave a comment if you're watching on youtube or uh hit us up on discord twitter what would you like to see 99 awesome uh anything else you want to highlight in your play times bill uh, nothing new, um, you know, because of COVID, I wasn't able to see my, my daughter for like a year. She, she is like, she's in her twenties and lives an hour away and we were trying to stay separated, but she got her shot and game on when we played Jackbox, which if you don't have Jackbox, get Jackbox oh, on yeah. your switch. Fantastic, uh, game to play with people around. It's just so absolutely fun. So, um, one of the Jackboxes, I don't know which one, cause I got like five of them. Yes, those are all. I I think they're all pretty pickup worthy. The it, this might not be the latest one anymore. I think they're due for another one soon. But Jackbox Seven, really good. Ooh, you know, there's a game that that nobody knows about because it's a lot like Jackbox, but nobody plays it. It's called Use Your Words. Really fantastic, um, similar style game. All right, and it's I'll, on the Switch. We'll have to check that one out. Because I'm a big yeah. fan of Jackbox. Love, love all those games. Yeah, I just remember one of the last times I played Jackbox. I guess it was actually a while ago, but uh, someone thought I was most likely to be a vampire because I seemed like I'd be the most okay with killing people. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, good first impression. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is a great game to play as an icebreaker with people you <laughs> just meeting. You can... Find out what they really think about you. Wow, yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's the game I bust out for non-gamers. Uh, mm -hmm. if it's it's like a video game apples to apples kind of thing. If, if you're familiar with board gaming terminology, apples to apples is like the beginner sport, but Jackbox is actually fun. I, I might <laughs> throw that out. Apples to apples I don't have a blast with, but awesome 
Well, Micah, what have you been playing lately? Well, like I mentioned a little bit ago, played some Pac-Man 99. Had fun with that. I don't, I might actually just never play it again now that I had my win. I'm at my peak. Um, besides that, I got back into some uh, Mario Maker 2 recently. All right, some people in our community made a couple letter levels, and uh, there was a challenge to get the fastest time, which I believe I still hold at the time of this recording. I did take it from him for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Micah's, well, competitive yeah, nature is a, Micah's competitive nature is an unstoppable force, and we should harness it to somehow reach fame and... and uh, and monetization for our for our show i'm pretty sure if we if we somehow harnessed that we'd be just just doing so well <laughs> yeah i wish i could harness it to just become more productive in my life in general micah i'm gonna get way more done than you today take that oh oh, oh. good luck <laughs> nice not that you'll need it but um so yeah, that's that's been pretty good. Uh, I played a few rounds of Fortnite, and the the big game that I've been playing is actually Exit the Gungeon, which I got a while ago. Uh, played it for a little bit and decided it wasn't as good as Enter the Gungeon, and then forgot I had it. And then someone mentioned it at some point in this last week, and uh, I started playing again, and it is definitely better than I remembered. It's the rounds are uh, the runs are a little shorter. So it can be nice to hop on, do a couple runs, 30 minutes or so. But still not quite as good as Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, Enter the Gungeon's a, a great game. It's hard. I, I, I can see why it was difficult to compete. And that one was designed for mobile, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think when it first came out, it was on Apple Arcade, right? Yep. Yeah. Apple Arcade exclusive. So some sacrifice was made, I'm, I'm sure. Uh to make the make it more optimal there well nice well that is what we have been playing so uh lots of pac-man 99 uh seems like that one's kind of taken the king of 99 game spot you know you got tetris 99 and uh mario 35 which died so it can't have the king yeah. spot anymore <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to the next Ignore show then, and that is the Nintendo News. So I actually have quite a bit to talk about in our news segment this week, which, uh, so we'll, we'll stop me at any point if you want to go more in depth on some of these, but I, I think some of these will, will go over semi-quickly, but, uh, this one's a kind of a deep dive. I watched the not the latest trailer of pokemon snap but the one right before uh and gleaned some details from watching that uh i saw at least six confirmed levels uh though some of those are not named yet there was a swamp like area that looked kind of haunted uh, you know had like stereotypical haunted trees with fog uh, and that was the first time i'd seen that in a trailer uh ocean beach forest desert jungle so that with this mystery swamp level there's six confirmed levels which is uh cool because 
along with those six confirmed levels, we've we know that there's going to be day night cycle and also leveling up that will make it so the level is different uh, the higher rank you are as a photographer. So a lot more variety than game one, which I think had eight levels uh, back on the N64, and there was no day-night cycle or alternate paths or anything like that. So it's cool stuff. I I'm excited. It sounds like there's going to be a lot more content than the original game had, which I think you could clear up in like 10 or 20 hours. 20 would be like stretching it hardcore. <laughs> yeah, if you're going for the perfect picture with like every Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Micah, I know you're you're excited for this game. Has it have the trailers convinced you to pick up? Uh, probably. I I'll probably wait until like the day after, just in case it just gets terrible reviews, which I don't see happening. But it so should be getting now, reviewed. It should be getting reviewed by critics slightly early, so you might have that advantage. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm still um, definitely a day one purchase for me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for how it looks. I, I think there's there's been a lot of... Uh, I've, I've heard a lot of talk that there's basically two camps on this game, and it's, uh, yes, hooray, it's back, and the... I don't understand this game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get why, why it's exciting. And hey, that's I, me. I might pass. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really going to pass. I just haven't decided yet because I have no nostalgia for the original. But I will say the graphics look really good. It seems like it has a compelling gameplay loop that you would probably have a lot of replay value in if you wanted to, uh, which that's always good. And uh, I, I I like all this the, the like the stuff that you're talking about where there's a day night cycle so you know maybe if you want to get that perfect picture of whatever whatever mon I don't know how they name them I can't remember um, then then that sounds really cool but like for me I'm just not really excited for it but you know what really will tell me if I'm gonna get excited for it is if I watch a stream of somebody playing it because I wasn't gonna get Let's Go Pikachu. Uh, when that first came out, like I saw it and I was like, this looks stupid. I'm not, I'm, I don't care. This looks dumb. I, I gotta throw the thing. It's really come on, Nintendo. Give me the real one with where you gotta do all the regular Pokemon stuff where you pick the button, you know, the fights. And I thought that that looked terrible. And then I saw somebody playing it, like they were doing like a 24 hour live stream or something. And I turned it on and I looked and I was like, okay, I'm gonna buy this game. I like it convinced me right away. So, I'm going to check it out when it comes out. I'll look, and if it looks compelling, then I'll probably end up picking it up because if for no other reason, it just looks like a good time waster. You know, it doesn't require, I don't know if it requires a ridiculous amount of attention or not, but it might be something that's good to play while you're watching a show. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I I don't know. I think you can play that way for sure. That's that's one nice thing about Pokemon Snap is that you can get really into it on like trying to get like perfect pictures, or you can just play it more casually. Like I'm just going to get a picture of each Pokemon to complete my photo decks. Um, yeah, that's I I definitely have nostalgia goggles that are like this thick, you know, like hardcore thick <laughs> goggles. Yeah. uh for for pokemon snap i loved the n64 game um 
And so this is a fuel, a nostalgia fueled purchase. But I think that the gameplay is actually good, um, objectively. Are, are you a fan of on rail shooters at all, Bill? Like I'm we've got... like Area Fifty One, but you know most of most of the audience is probably like, "What's that?" Because uh, I'm really old. But like that 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 kind of on rail shooter, hell yeah. Um, this doesn't seem like. I don't know. Am I wrong? Is this the same kind of thing, or is? I'd say that this uh, is an on rail shooter. It's it's uh because you do have to, you do have to aim in order to get your targets. Uh, but it's it's Nintendo shooter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. at least that's what we say to convince people to get it. <laughs> well, no, we're not. We're not lying. It's a. It's definitely you're. You're stuck yeah. on the track, and you have to. You have to turn in yeah, order to. It definitely shoot. is some unreal shooter mechanics. And you got to think like about murder. It's. It takes in my mind. It takes the same kind of muscle memory as I want to get a headshot in Halo. To I got to get this Pokemon centered, like perfectly centered in film, facing me. So it takes that same kind of like aim shoot. But I'd say at its core, it's that. That's like. That's the gameplay loop, but then you have puzzle solving um, with trying to go, okay, well, if I interact with this bush in this way, uh, throw an apple at this Pokemon, lead it over here, will it do something different? Will these two Pokemon interact? Uh, there was a point where I threw an apple at a Magmar and a Charmander, and they fought over the apple, and the one blasted the other, and it made him evolve into the next thing, so I could get a picture of that thing. And those are things I wouldn't have found unless I was like tossing apples at Pokemon. <laughs> kind of like it, that sounds really cool. Like, but I don't feel like the anything in the videos that they've shown is really shown off that kind of thing. And that, like, that sounds actually compelling to me. It's probably the same. I, I'm, I can definitely see that this has got the same issues Monster Hunter, in that it seems to be targeting people that already played the first game. Uh, whereas Monster Hunter Rise was definitely like marketed towards Monster Hunter fans. Uh, yeah. And when I had my N64, I played Zelda and Mario and uh, Cal Ripken's baseball or something. And that was pretty much it. Like those were the, oh, and um, the one where you got to drive a car through buildings in order to get the nuclear bomb to not kill everybody. I don't remember what that game was called, but it was awesome. I have a Blast Core. Idea. What was it called? Blast Core. I Blast just Core. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I've I've heard of that. I I never played that one. So that one that one's a. It looked interesting. <laughs> yeah. So this is one. Um, if you're if you're on the fence, yeah, definitely check out. Well, I I actually plan to stream this one. I think so. Uh, check us out there and and uh, see if it's something you like. Uh, I think a demo would really help for this game, especially for people that are going to be new to the series. Because the, the first one came out like 20 years ago. Like they can't just be trying to sell this to the 20 something year olds that, <laughs> that played this as kids and now have money and can buy this. I, I mean, they want to get, they want to get young, a, a new young audience as well. And they want to capture some of their, uh, their fans of all ages, right? Like, I don't see why. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, they're they're probably banking hard on this is Pokemon, so it'll sell, uh, yeah. which is is something I mean, there they will can. There'll be some people that buy it just because it's Pokemon. I, so 
I mean, people bought Sword and Shield. <laughs> I mean, it's not the best Pokemon game. This looks a lot better than Sword and Shield, graphically, anyway. Are there are there two versions of this? No. Nope. So, What's up yet. with that? Are they're just phoning it in? They're not going to give us two <laughs> things to buy? <laughs> I'm okay I, with I, it. I, for one, am glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Pokemon Snap Nikon and Pokemon Snap Sony. <laughs> yeah, and then... And then a year later, they come up with the like combined version. Canon. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys see? Speaking of speaking of phone companies, uh, this is another news item. I, I have it on the tail end, added late to the notes. Fujifilm is making a Pokemon printer for smartphones. So it's 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 a smartphone printer. Uh, this one will have a Pikachu case that you can put onto it in honor of pokemon snap so you can polaroid-esque print your pokemon snap photos this is a weird world we're in man where we're selling polaroid printers <laughs> for and they're marketing it with pokemon snap so uh and and they also showed some animal crossing photos and i, I just thought this was just like whoa whoa what alternate universe have stepped in yeah it's coming back yeah. And you know what? I got an idea. This is what they should have done. It, sell a Polaroid camera, right? Mm -hmm. I have one of those. My wife bought one, and we use it every once in a while because it's cool. Like, we take pictures when we go places, and then we have the little tiny picture of us. Uh, it comes out. It's, like, that big. It's, like, postage stamp size. But what they should do is sell a Pokemon-themed camera, and when you just take a picture it randomly puts a Pokemon in the picture. That would be Because they sweet. would sell so much film. Yeah, they, they would. That would be really cool. Um, as, and that could, it could be like marketed as like a, a, a kid's thing, like mm -hmm. kid's first camera where it does, it has the ability to like do AR Pokemon editions. That's a good, that's a great idea. That one's free Polaroid. Yes. Okay, there you go, Polaroid. So, uh, moving out of uh, physical Pokemon merch and into some other weird physical-esque toy type stuff, we have a Lego Luigi set has been announced. And this came... So first off, I just got to say it's weird that we're in an era where Legos get firmware updates. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but Mario got a firmware update and was uh, calling out for Luigi to, and and it was kind of a tease at, hey, we're about to announce a Luigi Lego set, and that has since been announced. The Luigi and Boom Boom uh, set, where you, a little little adventure course, and they interact get together, so you can have player one and player two. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for next year when the Wario Lincoln Log gets the uh, Waluigi update. <laughs> That's my bad dad joke for the night. <laughs> um, You're going to stick to just one? Usually, <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, usually. So that's cool. Um, any you guys have any thoughts on the Lego Luigi? About time. <laughs> that's a good, good thought. Uh, player two, the, all the little brothers and little sisters in the world are excited to have 
their own Lego guy to play with. They don't have to take turns with Big Brother anymore. You know, where it's two turns for Big Brother, one turn for Little Brother kind of deal. Yeah, I, I like Luigi better than Mario. And, like, he's always been the one that appeals to me more for so for for no particular reason. They don't really have all that different a personality, you know? Um, they don't say anything except for Luigi's a little more timid. But I always like Luigi's design a little bit more. But as far as the Legos, where was this, you know, six, seven years ago when my son was much younger? Because now he, he doesn't play with Lego. Like... These are definitely Legos that are aimed at very young children. And I'm, I'm not judging you if you're an adult playing with them because Legos are fun. Uh, I just don't want to have a bunch of plastic stuff all over the place. But like, ah, man, my, my son and I would have had so much fun with this when he was younger. And I feel like I, we got robbed. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. I would have loved this as a kid. Uh, I, I had these like, uh, like probably the very first Duplo like the you know the big huge like so that were that were ever made that was exactly probably like the first set, um, and yeah these these are very cool. I my kids are uh, slightly too young I I'd say to enjoy these now, and they're not super into Lego yet. But once they do, this will this will be one on our radar to get for like Christmas. Yeah, and in a few years they'll be like three dollars less or something, probably. So. Yeah, yeah, that or is. Or they'll other become thing. a collector's item. Legos are so pricey. I'm I'm looking forward to um and hopeful for a Lego Zelda set. Uh, that's that is the smaller bricks um and geared more towards an older audience. Maybe you get to build Hyrule Castle. That would be very cool. That would be cool. My daughter collects uh Legos. We we went to her. Uh, her apartment and she had Legos all over the place. It was really cool. Uh, so she had like a Lego Harley Davidson and stuff and it. It was like so many pieces. And I was like, that is really, really cool. And yes, that would be awesome to have like where you could build like uh, the master sword sitting in a, oh, in a piece yeah. of stone or whatever. Like that would be friggin' rad. That would be, or, or at least uh, maybe they add a uh, Zelda um, map to the nes lego set you know you could you could change that out for a oh yeah that would be pretty sweet i'm hopeful i'm hopeful but it's weird that they're doing luigi now it, this feels late this feels too late it, you know you were saying uh where was this 10 uh 15 years ago i'm saying like where was this when mario came out like this shouldn't have been like uh, the anniversary is over they killed mario he's gone i guess they're like well now was a good time to throw out luigi <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that's that's uh, Luigi Lego. So speaking of Mario, we have Mario Maker 2 uh, is currently doing its last Ninji Speedrun event, uh, as announced by Nintendo. It's a Bowser's Castle theme, and it goes through April 27th. It's interesting that this is the last one. Uh, are they ending support for Mario Maker 2? I, I mean, I know they're not going to end support for it, but that they're not doing new events anymore where I, I wonder what that means you know so they're they going to be going to something else well i mean it came out in 2019 so they've been supporting it uh, you know adding new stuff for it uh for two years now i think it's probably plenty I, you can't expect them to support it forever 
It felt like they... Well, I, I don't know what kind of events were done for uh, Mario Maker 1. So maybe maybe that you're maybe you're right, and it's kind of like Splatfest. It just comes to an end even long before there's a sequel to... Because, you know, we don't have Splatoon 3 coming for... Oh, not Another next year. year. And I believe they've done the last Splatfest. They did, a, they did several, you know... Oh, just kidding, one more! Uh, but... <laughs> But I, I yeah, they do keep that. recycling those. Do you think they'll recycle the Ninja Speed Runs? Like they'll bring it back and be like, "Hey, here's one we did last year. Uh, can you beat your old score or whatever?" I think that would be cool. I think they should, because um, that requires like super minimal effort mm-hmm. to just recycle an old an old Ninja Speed Run. Maybe add it to the uh, old scores. I mean, yeah. they're recycling old videos for their for their YouTube page, so. Yeah, people aren't happy about that. I guess we get we can talk a little bit about uh, they keep re-uploading and re-updating the Switch Online video, and um, every time it gets updated, uh, people joke that it's to clear the the dislikes on on it. <laughs> but they just come back stronger than ever. I think it has uh, like sixty seven thousand thumbs down, something like that. Might be way more at this point, but. It's funny that they just yeah that they just post the same video again essentially they add some new games to it um, yeah I don't know <laughs> whoever's on the content creator team is uh, saving some time I'd say <laughs> uh, and then uh, I guess speaking of advertisements on their YouTube they did just announce the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles coming to the states. I guess, was that done through YouTube? I think that was done through a Twitter announcement. Uh, And these are two games that were previously Japan exclusive. And I just have to highlight my favorite part of these, of the trailer is that in order to avoid, I'm assuming in order to avoid copyright uh, claims, they named the detective character Herlock Sholmes. (laughs) As my, my favorite, like that should be coined as like, staple detective name from now on herlock sholmes this looks interesting to me it takes place in like victorian era uh japan and it's it it just it looked like a really cool adaptation of ace attorney i have not played an ace attorney game before so this might be where i jump in on the prequels which kind of makes sense i guess yeah. Yeah, I also haven't played any and I'm probably not going to be picking them up, I guess. Cool that they're uh coming over. Yes. It's done by Hope the for Mother Three. Yeah, <laughs> for Mother Three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um so uh in addition to that game we also got an announcement of Earthblade. i i thought i'd highlight this one because micah you've been playing celeste recently it's from the makers of celeste and they did a very weird reveal where it was like a vibe trailer not an actual trailer and because it's like Like super metro prime 4 trailer practically it's just a little more it's super early in development you can tell so i i'm a little sad i almost wish that we just didn't know I, yeah. It's it's kind of more fun to me to get a surprise. Hey, this is here, rather than have it just in the back of our minds, 
like Metroid Prime 4, like, what, when's it coming? You know, you know, I, I don't like when a game is announced way, 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 way too early, and you just constantly hope for it to come up. Yeah, uh, I saw something uh, that said Nintendo hasn't mentioned Metroid Prime 4 for 800 days. Yes. It's... <laughs> that just made me sad. Well, let's, uh, we, we can talk a little bit about uh, Metroid Prime 4. I skipped over this news uh, item here. Retro hired another big resume artist. Uh, you talked about this in your last uh, Switchcraft, right, right, Bill? Chad, yeah. Chad um, Orr was hired. Yeah, he works in a bunch of movies doing as an animator as well as, like, he's in charge of, like, the artificial, like, the, the CGI lighting of stuff. Uh, so it's it's cool to have somebody who obviously is ridiculously talented uh, working on, uh, you know, a game like Metroid Prime 4. Oh, I'm just so tired of waiting. I mean, you made the joke about about Nintendo announcing it way too soon, and I agree that they did, but I feel like they really didn't have a choice. They they were they had just announced they it was the first E3 since the since the Switch came out. It was the first one, and they were talking about a Metroid game for the 3DS. If they didn't say, "Hey, we're making Metroid Prime 4 for this." Oh my God! They would have been eviscerated. They, they they would have been hit with oh the switches. Even Nintendo doesn't believe in the Switch. They're making Metroid Prime games for for or Metroid games for the 3DS instead. So I feel like they had no choice but to announce it. But then when they they you know they had that guy in the white room say, "Sorry, we we are not going to get it done. We're going to start over." Oh, it's just so disappointing. I loved Metroid Prime, and I I loved Metroid Prime. I, I loved all the ones that I played. I can't remember which ones I did and didn't. They were great. I didn't have money for all of them at the time. I cannot wait to play Metroid Prime 4, but I'm afraid we're going to wait forever. Yeah, right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I'm real hopeful this E3, the one where they, they just shadow drop it, that's an updated. It's an updated a trailer title. Oh my gosh! Metroid Prime Four New <laughs> Deluxe. <laughs> uh, Untitled. Yes, I, I. Yeah, there's the the thing about it though is like in the grand scheme of sales, like Metroid Metroid does well, but it it isn't it isn't Mario and it isn't Zelda, and I think for that reason. It's not given at well. We know it's not given as much love as some of the the bigger pillars in the Nintendo. I I base everything in my mind like how they treat their IP on the Smash Bros Ultimate um, cover art. So you got Mario right there in the front, and and Link, and then you've got you got like a Pikachu that's pretty big um splatoon and then in the background right like back in the distance you can see samus you can see kirby four <laughs> pixels see... and then and then i don't even think f-zero's on there i don't think captain falcon's on the cover um <laughs> that's <laughs> it no i i uh i i kid but it, it's it's something I'm, I'm hopeful we we see more about it it's i now live in fear like bill was saying i live in fear of uh a direct with a man in a suit appears in an empty room that isn't the red background Nothing good can happen that isn't the red background yeah if it's if it's if it's a dark room like uh it's um 
an gosh, I can never pronounce his name. Asia and Anuma. 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 Telling us that Breath of the Wild 2 is not ready yet. <laughs> or studying from scratch. Oh so man, we were you guys. We were so oh scared. Oh my god, don't even joke. Don't even I, joke about I, that, man. I imagine that would that would be crushing, but I would also laugh so hard. No, no, you she, just, you would be the most hated man on the internet. I, I if you did that, if you were if you just laughed. I mean, just so you could truly understand my pain when that happened with Metroid Prime Four. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna ask uh, you guys each a question. I'll start with Micah because I think I know the answer. If you could have Metroid Prime Four or Breath of the Wild Two tomorrow, what would you pick? Oh, I, I gotta go with Metroid Prime Four. Oh my gosh, no! I mean, I feel That's like the wrong answer. Because <laughs> no, I, I know Breath of the Wild Two is coming at some point, but Metroid Prime Four. I feel like next year they're just going to come back on and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. This isn't working out. We're starting from scratch again. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like my greatest it's a, fear. It's a fear that it won't come at all. <laughs> Versus yeah. Breath of the Wild 2, we're like, okay, that has to come. They can't I know that's that. coming at some point, and it, it shouldn't be too long. But I, I just waited too long for Metroid Prime 4. I 100% would pick Breath of the Wild 2. That's, that's my right. answer, Bill. Like, I... I was I I was uh, yeah, not doing Andrew anything. Andrew hasn't even played through the original Metroid Prime, so that that is true. That is true. I am excited for Metroid Prime Four, and it is one I will be picking up for sure. I am excited to play the game. I think it's going to be great on Switch, especially with all these big names they're hiring. Like these are these are talented folks. Um, it's it's almost a little scary that we keep that people keep reporting on these people getting hired because it's really raising the bar every time. And we're like, well, it's been more days. They're hiring better people. Well, it also means that they're still hiring new people. How much do they have done? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, scary. yeah, that's it is. It is worrying. Um, hopefully they just hired him in to come clean up. I mean, lighting. He's he's a lighting artist. Uh that that's a lot that is post it can be a post work type deal i can't pretend to know anything about that so i'll just trust you yeah, yeah what really worried me when they were trying to get a uh, someone for like boss fight ai i think it took a while for them to build that position i'm assuming it's been filled by now i actually don't know for sure but they're just not gonna have it like, that seems like something <laughs> that you should get pretty early no there, there are no boss fights in this metroid prime game uh, you are on a rail, and you have to take pictures, pictures. of the Metroids. <laughs> Metroid Prime, and, and you snap. gotta scan them as you go by. Yeah, <laughs> right. You gotta bring up the visor. You gotta use the right version of the visor, and you gotta scan uh, the the correct uh, pirate. I mean, Space jokes pirate. aside, Micah would buy that day one as well. I, I mean, would he... buy that. <laughs> it would be all over that game. Uh, and then. Exciting news for Bill, our Monster Hunter friend here with us today is uh, April 27th. They're doing a Monster Hunter presentation where they're going to give more info on the DLC, which comes out, I believe, the 30th, same day as Pokemon Snap. Uh, and another look at Monster Hunter Stories 2, which I don't know if we had talked about this being dated, but it's coming in July. July is looking to be a pretty heavy month, which is interesting. 
uh i'm actually pretty excited for monster hunter stories too it looks really good that looks it it appealed to me in the trailers a lot more than rise so it looks cool looks like pokemon with monster hunter monsters can't get much better yeah i think that. it looks kind of fun but it's not for me i can't hit them with a giant hammer i'm not interested <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's why you're not into Pokemon yeah. Snap. Now we so know. What you're saying is it's like the, the animal cruelty aspect of Monster <laughs> Hunter that you enjoy so much. You know, you joke about that, Micah, but when, you, when you're playing Monster Hunter, you are constantly, this game, you can't tell, is this game made to be incredibly violent or incredibly cute at the same time? Because these monsters, some of them are adorable like you fight a giant rabbit that throws snowballs at you it's adorable so like they are such cute monsters and then you beat them with a giant hammer and after they're dead you cut parts off of their corpse with a knife <laughs> so that you can wear it that's the that's... so that you can wear it like a <laughs> like a maniac yes i the question is do you, do you at least feel a little guilty after doing that or it depends on how hard the fight was because if they <laughs> like if they KO'd me twice cuz you when you're playing you can get KO'd uh three uh twice and then if you get KO'd the third time you're done. Uh if they KO'd me twice then we're not friends anymore. It's not just a game anymore. Now <laughs> you're going down, monster. You know, you got to die. And it's going to be a horrible death. I'm going to make sure that I like get you knocked down, and when you're laying there on the side, you just hit them on the face or with a hammer over and over and over again. It's very satisfying. <laughs> but if you just absolutely massacre them, then you feel a little bad. Yeah, some, yeah, you do. Yeah, especially if it's like the first time that you fought him, you're like, oh, he wasn't all that tough. Maybe I'm a bad guy. <laughs> It's kind of a weird game. We, it's one of those ones where you don't really question your character's morals because it's like, yeah, it's just a boss fight rush game. So, yes, yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, so that wraps up our news section. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, let us know what you think of the Pokemon printer and uh, the Luigi Lego set. So let's move over to uh, out of the realm of news and into the realm of rumor. The rumor mill. Uh, so there's a lot floating around. A lot of people getting super hyped for something going on with Xbox and Nintendo. Um, Microsoft has had the Nintendo Switch appearing in backgrounds of several videos xbox official videos and people love to look at stuff in the background in fact i'm looking at bill's background right now and i'm i'm starting to think that the next uh pac-man 99 skin is actually going to be uh bill's face because he's got pac-man back there yeah we we know <laughs> we oh, know look. <laughs> it's it i i i joke and kid but it is funny and interesting that their marketing is uh is making a point to say hey we got we like the switch um so i want to hear like what you're into it just a little bit 
too much. I mean, but would you would you as as Xbox put an like on purpose put a Nintendo Switch in the background of your presentation? They had like this tiny shelf. They had a Switch, um, like a hat, like a merch hat, and an Xbox. And that's all they had in the background of this of this presentation. It's like you got three things back there, and the one and the one thing you pick stands out first off because they they didn't order the gray one. Uh, they ordered the red and blue <laughs> Joy-Con one, and it's on a green background. Do you but think it's that's all, an... it's a ploy to get Nintendo fans to watch their presentation? Ooh, so, so Mike is I in. Can't, I can't tell if Mike is joking or not, but I agree with him. <laughs> I mean, I'm joking a teensy bit, but I'm also not joking because we're getting tinfoil hat here, I mean, guys. <laughs> I don't really think it means anything. I just think it's a marketing scheme. Can Nintendo get upset at them for doing that? I, I mean, so. you mean legally? Yeah. I don't like, think so. You guys are teasing stuff that isn't real. Well, I mean, they can't get mad at me for having this sitting behind me when I'm talking about video games. So they can't legally get mad at Microsoft for having this sitting behind them when they're talking about video games. Yeah, I guess it's true, but I mean, they are Microsoft versus, versus you're, you're, you're just you. Yeah. <laughs> you and your house, but not to, not to discount bill. Bill has quite uh, an awesome setup and, and, and big following, but maybe not Microsoft level I no know. probably not just a little less not yet not yet yeah nobody knows who i am um yeah I, I mean look the thing that they keep that everybody keeps coming back to is the the fact that microsoft is going to do uh streaming x cloud on devices and it's coming to ios it's coming to browsers um can it can you get can you get that on the switch and i think and I talked about this a lot in depth on my show recently, but the, the the long and the short of it is that if I were Microsoft, I would say, hell yes, I'm going to get Game Pass. Sorry if that was too strong a language, um, but I would say, yes, I want to have Game Pass on the Switch because that means that there's a lot of people who will only buy a Nintendo Switch. They won't buy anything else because Nintendo fans are very loyal. And now I can I can suddenly monetize those people who otherwise are unmonetizable. And if I'm Nintendo, if I'm Nintendo, this is not what I think Nintendo will do, but if I'm Nintendo, yes, I want Game Pass on the Switch because there's going to be a whole bunch of people who have Microsoft stuff and they can't take it with them when they go. And so, yeah, I would do that. Do I think Nintendo will do that? No, I think Nintendo would say, absolutely not. You are not putting those other games on our platform. But you know what? I would love to be wrong. I um, am in agreeance. I do not buy into the hype of uh, xCloud or Game Pass being on Switch. I don't know how they would manage that, seeing as they are also trying to sell those games on the eShop. Um, a lot of the titles that would be coming to Game Pass. But I guess Xbox does that on their platform. Um, they sell the games, and you can get them on Game Pass. But I feel like it 
takes a hit. Like you, you buy Game Pass, you're losing out on a market that would be purchasing the game instead. Yeah, is... but what if what if you said, okay, uh, you can be on the Nintendo Switch, but if somebody subscribes to, I don't know, I don't know how money works, but if uh, if somebody subscribes to it using the Nintendo Switch, we get a cut of the the profit. Yeah, it could be it could be financially beneficial for both. Um, oh, I think it would for, absolutely for sure, be for financially sure. beneficial for both. I just think Nintendo is too closed minded to do it. Yeah, and that's not a dig at Nintendo. That's just who they are. They've always I, been like that. I, I also think it's a, a protection of the integrity of the platform, which is which is something that that is why they've been closed minded on on stuff in the past, where it's like. We're not going to loan out our IP. We they want control, and if they are letting a streaming service onto the onto the platform, they no longer are in control of the platform. But at the same time, the eShop is flooded with quite a bit of junk. So I don't know what what argument I'm trying to make here. <laughs> right, this is this is one of those arguments where you could play devil's advocate for hours because you could just go back and forth so many times, which is why it's so fun to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I will say if there is anything going on, I, I still think it's a master chief for Smash. It's going to be something like that, a small collaboration. Maybe it's a we're putting this exclusive game from Xbox onto Switch. Uh, maybe Master Chief Collection. Uh, so some something like that. Not a our whole service is coming on to the platform. I that's it would be really cool. Uh, I, I think a big win in the gaming industry to see them team up like that. Uh, but we could also just be. It could all just be a tease, like Micah said. You know the reason they didn't put the PlayStation back there was because it didn't fit on the shelf. That was why. <laughs> do either you guys have a PS5? I do. No. Not. No, we're Nintendo onlys. We we uh, Oh, okay. We're we're those uh crazy loyal people you were talking about earlier that only buy the <laughs> one. I uh, we have lots of friends that have uh PlayStations. Uh quite a big group in our community also is uh kind of kind of does the duel between PlayStation and and Nintendo. Usually everybody has two, you know. Um, and then the real fortunate have all three. But. So my son asked for a PlayStation for Christmas. It took me until April to get it for him. Uh, it's here now. That thing is stupidly big. I, It is an eyesore under my... Like, it is so ugly. I hate the way it looks. I, I don't <laughs> like the look of it. The controllers are pretty nice. Yeah, the controller feels great, but man, that thing is ugly. And it looks cool, like when you're looking at a video of it or something. But when it's in your house, man, I just wish I could hide it someplace. <laughs> yeah. You cut out a hole in the wall and put it in the behind the wall. Not a square hole. It's like some other weird shape. <laughs> yeah, it's like curvy square. Uh, that's yeah. I, I I joke, I just think it's, it's uh, you know, the Switch is easy to put up on a shelf. That's why they put it in, in both those videos. Well, that's, that's uh, I think I think we've talked in circles with Xbox. We don't know anything about Xbox. Like you said, we're Nintendo-only people. We, I don't know what Game Pass is. Uh, so let's talk more Nintendo. Another rumor I saw was 
Sonic Colors and other Sonic Wii games are rumored to be getting ported to the Switch. Well, I think this is an interesting choice. Uh, we've been there's been a lot of ports of Wii U titles, but Sonic Colors is a Wii game, so uh, it's one that's better received than a lot of modern Sonic. So I I don't know I don't know what the uh, the strategy there is. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? I just want Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure? All right. I just Mind want Sonic Adventure. Mania 2. I'd be, I'd be or or DLC for Sonic Mania, because I'm a 2D Sonic guy. 3D Sonic is inherently bad. Yeah, I haven't enjoyed just about any of the 3D Sonic games I've played. So. Like the problem with Sonic or, is... Or, or, uh, go ahead. Well, the only uh, like 3D Sonic game that I actually enjoyed was oh, Sonic 3D. Adventures. I heard, oh, I heard, 3D. I I haven't enjoyed any of the three Sonic games I played. Like you just hated Sonic. Oh, no. I, I mean, I played the the first three back in the day. Those were a blast. Yeah, I, that's why Sonic Mania like is so good because it's those. <laughs> yeah. 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 Christian Whitehead, uh, you know, he did a fantastic job with his team to bring Sonic Mania. Uh, to life it really dips into everything that made the originals great the problem about sonic that makes it not translate to 3d is because the whole concept of the character is all based around how fast you go and when you are in a 3d game and you're moving that fast you very quickly can't control it very well so the solution that they go with is to take control away from you so that they can show you really cool, fast things. But to me, that's not fun. And so I just want to stick with Sonic is a 2D game as far as I'm concerned. And if anybody's mad about it, send an email to Micah at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> Somebody tells me that you is, don't have that domain. That is, well, no, that is definitely my uh, email. Uh, yeah. We're already getting all of the... Uh, monster hunter fans coming down uh at nintendo palace <laughs> podcast at gmail.com not feel free to send those over yeah. but it was all. it was all micah so yeah <laughs> yeah all of our guests have to play monster hunter rise now since neither of us do <laughs> it's a requirement that i'm gonna start uh well that uh does it for the rumor mill so let's uh move over to some community questions in the community corner and we have quite a load of questions here, and there's there's some really fun uh, topics in here. Uh, and then we have some questions specifically for you, Bill. So we'll, okay, I, I I saved those for the end, so you can you can plug away at uh, at your stuff as well. So our first question comes from LPD on Discord. He says, "If you knew you could only get a few games for the rest of 2021." on the switch what would they be now to give some context he did give some context to this he's like think about when you were a kid think about when you were a, maybe a teenager and you could only get a few games you, you didn't have the budget to get everything that comes out on switch uh every big title uh when you were a kid your parents got you a game for your birthday they got you a game for random holiday and then a game for christmas, christmas. yeah so you got like 
three to five games uh, in in a year, maybe. So now, are we talking about games that are coming out in 2021, or games like you're getting? It doesn't matter when they came out. Um, he, he's talking about for the rest of 2021, and he says if we're feeling spicy, we can uh, take into consideration what we've already purchased so far this year into uh, into your account for what you would be saving up for Q3 and Q4. Okay. So I, I gave this some thought. Um, I have already purchased this year the um, Super Mario 3D World. And uh, I bought a couple indie titles. Like I said, the, uh, the Longing and um, There Is No Game. I'm trying to think what other games Valheim. I purchased this year. I did purchase Valheim. Oh, Bill, I wanted to talk with I wanted to talk with you about Valheim. I know you you've been playing that. You're the only podcaster that I listen to besides us that's been playing Valheim. It's amazing. Uh, yes, yes. I what well, well, after this question, we we should. Uh, I want to I want to get your experience on Valheim. Um, okay. So so with that in mind. Um, my other big ticket game, I think it's going to be Pokemon Snap. And then I think I probably, if if I was limited, I probably would pass on Mario Golf, which is which some might consider the big ticket as a replacer for like Pokemon Snap, maybe. And then I would be waiting for whatever the big holiday release is. It's not going to be the Pokemon Shiny Pearl um, Brilliant Diamond. It's going to be... I, I'm still hopeful it's Breath of the Wild 2. So I'm 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 saving up for I'm saving up for Breath of the Wild 2 coming in November, September. I, I don't know. I kept I'm making up random months in wrong order. So those I think would be my big games. And if I was an extra good kid, um, got good grades that year, uh, I would get Mario Golf for the summer. That would be <laughs> those would be my 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 four. Oh no no! I'm sorry. I do need to throw in. I would for sure. It had so much money. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm gonna cut Mario Golf and replace that with Spelunky Two. Would be what I'd be getting. Spelunky Two is a must buy for me. I I I, I would have to. Over Mario Plus Golf. It's only like fifteen or twenty. Yeah, I think my my uh, like realistically, my mom would buy me that before any of those other games, just because. So here's the here's a, a, a spin to this question: Is when I was a kid, we didn't have fifteen dollar games except for the bargain bin, and I guess my mom did buy a bunch of those. You know, like the the I Disney Universe Storm for seven dollars, and I love that game actually. Yeah. Yeah. For the GameCube, don't know if anyone's played that or even heard of it. But we was were it? never we were never looking Desert forward. Storm. That's a great game. That is a great game. Hidden gem on the GameCube. Um, the we were never looking forward to a fifteen dollar game. Like that was never the case. That was you. You bought it when you went to the store and you went to the bargain bin and were like, "Hey, that looks interesting." So those are those are my answers. I'm giving Pokemon Snap. Um, I got Mario 3D World. Maybe Mario Golf, Splunky Two, and Breath of the Wild. Who wants to take the Pretty question good. next? You want to go, Micah? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't actually have to imagine too hard because 
this is essentially my situation right now. <laughs> so the <laughs> the only thing I've got this year so far, unless I'm forgetting something, is Valheim. And I'll so I've been budgeting because I knew Pokemon Snap would be coming out, and I'd probably be getting that. Um, the new uh, Pokemon Legends looks interesting. That's depending... next year. That's next year. Is that next year? Yeah. Okay, I can remember. Um, That's future Micah's problem. Paying yeah. for that one. I, I'm still budgeting for Measure Prime 4 when it comes out in three to seven <laughs> years. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll probably be getting Splunky 2 as well. That's also I, next year. I, is that next year? I thought that and was Splunky 2. You're, that, you're, you're talking 3? What? Splunky 3? I've never even heard of Splunky 3. Sp I'm sorry. Uh, Splatoon. <laughs> I'm like, my brain. Oh, no. My oh, brain. Oh, my gosh. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, my brain said Splatoon, but you said Spelunky. I mean. Yeah, I was like, is this a dad joke? I'm, this is a missing No, something? this is just a, this is just a dad brain, like an old man brain that only listens to the first syllable of a word. Yeah, and then I'm saving up just in case there's, like Andrew said, that big ticket holiday game. Uh, depending on how well my internship that I hopefully get pays. I might also be picking up some Mario Golf, which really surprised me that the trailer for that game just looked like a blast. Especially like the rush mode or whatever whatever it was called. Yeah. Alright, Bill. What's your uh, what's your budget list? Monster Hunter Rise. Absolutely. Uh, Mario Gar Golf Super Rush. That game looks like fire. And I, re I remember fondly playing hours of Mario Golf on the GameCube. It was a travesty that we never got Mario Golf on the Wii. And I think I don't think we got it on the Wii U either. It was on the 3DS instead. So um, what the hell, Nintendo? Oops, sorry. Uh, it, it, we've been waiting a long time for a console Mario Golf. So there's my my second one. And my third one, I was just looking at the games that are coming out uh, this year. Um, shoot, I had it and I scrolled away. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's oh, Revenge. Oh. I can't wait for that game. How could game. I forget that? Oh, no. Well, you were too busy thinking about Spelunky and you didn't yeah. think about Shredder's Revenge. So now Shredder's going to kill you. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I can't wait for that game. Everything that, that they've shown off about that game looks incredibly fantastic. And I love the animation as the characters are running. Like each turtle has a different, like, um, gate as they are moving as they locomote across the screen or whatever. It's, it's fantastic. And I've always been a Donatello guy. Like he's a scientist. Yeah. I like science. Ooh. He's got the, the he's got the 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 stick to beat people with, but I'm switching to Mikey this time because oh, Mikey yeah. runs like he's a. Run. It's so good. <laughs> it's, he looks like a maniac. It looks awesome. I can't wait to play that game. So those are my other ones, um, but I'm gonna cheat, and I'm gonna also tell people something that they should buy right now because it's super super cheap. There's two games you can buy right now that are super cheap. Limbo is two dollars on the Nintendo Switch right now. It's awesome. It's weird. Uh, you're going to like it. And then Rogue Legacy is only $5 right now. 
And if you've never played either of those games, you are missing out on some really, really cool and very different side-scroller stuff. They're very different kind of games. Like Rogue Legacy is obviously a roguelike, and then Limbo is this really dark fantasy about like this kid who's lost by themselves and you have to like solve puzzles and stuff and giant spiders try and kill you it's really cool and they're both super cheap so um uh, yeah. april 26th Damn. when's this when's this episode coming out uh this comes out on the monday monday so that would be the 26th, the 26th. yeah okay, so rogue legacy is on sale until the 26th so check and see if it's still there and Limbo is also on sale until the 26th. So hopefully they're still on sale at that point. Yeah. So you might have missed it. Um, but if you listen to this live, uh, or not live, uh, but uh, on, on release, you'll, you'll have a chance. There you I'll go. Definitely, I'll definitely. I'll, I'll got to release that. a little one minute TikTok clip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I can do that. Oh, I'll be on TikTok after all. Yeah. I can yeah, put you on be famous. <laughs> awesome. Um, great answer. Okay, so now speaking of great games um, on the cheap, Valheim. You've been playing Valheim, and we have been on pause. Micah's graphics card got fried somehow, so he he is not bad timing. Yeah, yeah, right in the middle of our our, we're playing through it. We just got um, what was the what was the material we just went and harvested forever? It's like scrap iron. Scrap iron. Yeah. So you guys got to the swamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're just now getting to the point where we can craft iron. Yeah, that's where I am too. I'm right okay. in that same area. God, this game needs to come to every damn platform and be cross play everywhere so everybody can play it together. It's so good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is so good. This uh, graphically, I think it could work on the Switch. Um it's it's not like a super high resolution uh pc game the character model itself is like for sure <laughs> a switch yeah. a polygonal but the world um on its highest settings is gorgeous uh and but on low settings it still looks really nice yeah it, it's a really pretty game if you look at screenshots of it you would say what are you talking about that's not that's not a very good looking game but when you are playing it the way that the world moves in response to like the wind and stuff like that, like that is so well done. And I personally love the aesthetic that like, this is not a choice that they went with because like their art team sucks or anything. This is clearly a a design choice that they made from like an art direction standpoint. And it is, it is one of the best games that I have played in many years. It is amazing. So addictive, too. It's very dangerous. Like, oh, yeah. you sit down to play that game at 10 o'clock, and it's 3 a.m., and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. What that, happened? Yeah, that's straight up happened to <laughs> us, like, three machine. times. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and you're like, okay, well, I think I've played it. And you, you turn and look at the clock, and you're like, whoa, whoa. It's the longing effect, you know? It's been one second I will say, Micah, that the game is available on GeForce Now, and you can play GeForce Now for free. Um, like you have to wait in line and you can only play for an hour before it kicks you out, but you can play it on GeForce now for free. Oh, cool. So if your graphics card died, you can still play it. I know in graphics cards right now, crazy expensive. Those are pricey and impossible to find. 
Thanks, Bitcoin yeah. miners. Yeah. Yeah. Mine that I got for like a hundred and something bucks, which was like a slightly older an old it, it wasn't the latest and greatest. It's now like seven hundred dollars. Like my goodness, I should be selling that. My one that died <laughs> that I got like six or seven years ago for three fifty now sells for four hundred used on eBay. So dang. Yeah, so Valheim is fantastic. I, I heartily agree with everything Bill said. Uh, I, one of the greatest games I've played in a long time. Uh, yeah, it, just definitely don't take all of your good stuff into the ocean, just in case you die. It can I, be very difficult to get. I, I did a stream, and I was uh, playing Valheim, and I was on a boat, and this was my first time on a boat, right? I'm going, I'm doing my a- biking thing, and I'm figuring out how to put the sail where it goes and I'm having a blast. And then a serpent comes out of the water and is attacking yeah. me. And I was like, I'm going to shoot him with my bow and I'm trying to shoot him with my crappy bow and he's killing me. And I was like, okay, I better run. Like chat was like, run, run, run. So I was like, okay, I'm going to run. So I turned the, the, the sail into the wind and it took me away. And that's actually how I found the swamp. I had gone everywhere looking for the swamp and I found it by accident. So I sail across and I get to the shore and I, I had escaped the, uh, the serpent and, uh, I had seen the swamp and I'm like, okay, I got to build like a little area. So I have a staging area to go to. And, uh, and somebody goes, Oh, um, your boat will like move if you don't like destroy it to take the stuff with you. And I was like, oh, okay. So I pull out my hammer and it, I couldn't destroy. You can't destroy the boat with the hammer or whatever. And so they were like, no, no, uh, you just got to hit it with your axe. So I get it out. Times. And, and I, well, no, because the sea serpent had done so much damage to it. And it's like, it doesn't have a health bar that you can see. I walked up, I hit it with the axe once and it broke. Oh my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> I was like yeah. that close to death. <laughs> That's the kind, like, listen, listeners, if you haven't played this game, you have got to find a way to play this game. It's so amazing. I can't wait till it comes to consoles because I hate WASD and a mouse. Yeah, I'm playing it with an Xbox controller on, on, uh, uh, but even that, I haven't figured out all the buttons to throw items. I have to go to the mouse. Yeah, I don't know how to (laughs) remove things from the inventory. It's not quite there, but it's, it's it's not done cooking, but it's an early access. And it's a small team. I think they got like six people. Yeah, so impressive. it does remind me, um, Micah and I got in on Risk of Rain 2, uh, which was an early access on the Switch for a long time. Uh, so I I don't think Valheim has to be done. And and first off, it's an early access game. It's done. Like it's 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 not really missing anything. You're not going to glitch into stuff. Um, it, it's not cyberpunk. It's not, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not, it's, it's very polished for being in early access. Absolutely. The only thing that, that really, that I don't like about it is the controller inputs. Like mm-hmm. that's the only thing I don't, that's why I play with mouse and keyboard is because they didn't figure out how to deal with controllers the right way. And I think that they just need time to figure that out. Yeah, but the, like I said, they're such a small team. I worry that they'll never have enough like support to bring it to other platforms because they're so small. I, well, you know what I would wish? I would wish that each platform—Nintendo, Xbox, 
uh, Sony and Stadia would all say, hey, you know what? Uh, We're going to send a team of engineers to the Valheim team and we're going to port your game for you so that everybody can play it because everybody should play that game. It's amazing. Yes, yes. And it's sold really well for an early access uh, PC game. Like extremely well. I think think consoles are going to want that for sure. Um, well, so in an effort to keep things moving for time, uh, we have another question here from $2 hero says, I'll never forget how much I disliked dark souls. The first time I played it, I went back years later and something just clicked. Now it's one of my favorite series. Have you ever had a game or genre of game that you initially disliked, but came back to later and enjoyed it? Micah, you want to take this one first? Yeah, I feel like not so much. Uh, the biggest thing recently was Exit the Gungeon, but that's just because I was so hyped from Enter the Gungeon and had such high expectations. But yeah, I've been really enjoying it the last this last week. Nice. Bill, you looked like you you were about to answer. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. $2 Hero, I refer you back to the What You've Been Playing segment of the podcast because... That's exactly what I how I felt about Monster Hunter. Nice, yeah, Monster Monster Hunter. It, it has been that one for a lot of people. I think um, I'm going to say Skyrim. I originally played Skyrim. I didn't think it was bad, but I just couldn't get into it. Uh, I just couldn't get into it. And once I got it on Switch, I I played through. I played so much of that game. Um, it quickly took 80 hours out of, I, I, I had quickly put 80 hours into it and over the course of like three weeks. And it was like, wow, I played a lot of this game. That's like all I could, is all I was playing. Um, so that, that's, that's that for me ex- to exactly. Cause I, I, I tried on multiple time, multiple times and multiple previous consoles. Cause that game's been re-released like eight times, you know, not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I played it on Xbox 360 and I was like, yeah, this is uh it's 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 good, but I just couldn't get into it. But man, I, I loved it. Uh and I can't recommend uh, the Switch port of it enough because of the portability and I, I thought it looked really good. I mean it's an old game, so it looks fine on Switch. Yeah. Uh thank you for the question. Seth, two dollar hero. Uh, our buddy from All End Podcast, so uh, go check them out. And next question comes... So this next question is specifically for you, Bill. This is from Solo Something. He says, Is Pac-Man in the background uh, that mysteriously moves around behind Bill a silent warning to all to beware those who test him in Super Smash, for it will not end well? Well, it won't it it won't end well for me. Um, I, I am not I, I'm not like Micah. I'm not good at video games, um, <laughs> but I don't let that stop me. I just play them anyway. Uh, I love playing games, but I'm not good at them. And uh, it's funny that you say that solo because uh, Pac Man is my character in Smash, but not because I'm good with him. I like Pac Man because he is weird, like. <laughs> you you hold down the button and you switch between throwing fruit or a key or a bell 
or or you can throw a a uh, fire extinguisher or you hit people with ghosts his move set is bizarre but he's just so much fun to play so uh, and i also just love pac-man i think it's my favorite arcade game uh i just as you can tell like here's a little like right here for the people that will watch it on the youtube channel i got like a pac-man arcade cabinet here with a pac-man amiibo standing on top of it there's a pac-man sign right there and then the other the the light up pac-man's coming on on the screen as the camera moves in a minute um like i love pac-man pac-man's fantastic it's just so fun pac-man 99 also yay play that yes uh and then solo asks a second question he says bill do your students ever ask do Bill's students ever ask him for gaming advice or tips after class for games they are stuck on? Uh, no, um, we tend to really like I'm I tend to work, work, work when I'm at work. So we are really focusing. And uh, a couple of my students have like they found out that I have a YouTube channel and a podcast and stuff like that. But most of them just like they don't care. Anything that an adult does is is kind of dumb and unimpressive that's their job their job is to be unimpressed by anything that an adult does so they don't tend to ask me about that stuff there are a couple of kids that are like hey um did you hear about this game and i'll say uh oh you know what let's focus on our work and you know we can talk about it between classes if you want and usually they just say oh okay and then we never talk about it between classes because the bell rang and they got to go to their next class <laughs> uh, but but I tend to really focus on work at work. Uh, I remember a uh, family friend. Uh, what, so when when I was when I was real young, um, I guess not not that young. I'm not, like when the when did the week when did the week come out? Um, oh, I don't know. I stood outside in the cold for it though. Two thousand something. Early two thousands. I I remember. Uh, so I must have been like teenager age at that point um i remember having a teacher like figure that talked to that uh, that somehow we got to talking about we sports uh and we sports resort and he was like hey have you have you figured out the secret strike and we're like the secret strike and he goes, yeah. Uh, so if you if you bowl on the uh, across the bumper, it'll yeah. knock all the pins down. And he um, he showed us how to do it, <laughs> and we're like, what? And I will always remember that experience because it's like, what what a cool thing to to connect with with uh, younger folks. I I definitely in my adult life have done that same thing. There was a point um, in early college where I volunteered at an elementary school and the kids there all played like if it, I was, I was a recess assistant. Okay. So they, they had like a, a room where kids could go inside and play different games and activities. And they on Fridays brought their Pokemon cards. So the next week I, uh, I fished out my old Pokemon cards and man, let me tell you, it made me feel like an old man bringing those in. And they're like, whoa, these are ancient Pokemon cards. Like, what? What? <laughs> and they're, they're pulling them out. And they're like, they're like, this is so old. Like, this is like, what? A first, this is like the first Charmander card. 
this. It cracked me up. I, I, and uh, it's it's a fun way to connect generations. I think Nintendo has a way of doing that. In a, in, that's really cool. And uh, this question just got me thinking about those those times. Yeah, so. usually um, those kind of conversations will end up happening very closer to the end of the year uh, when we've gotten a lot of our work done. Uh, and so we will have those conversations a little bit more at that point. But most of the time, I'm just like, all right, we got to stay focused because we got, I got a million things to teach him about astronomy. And I only got, I have half a million uh, things worth of time to do it in. <laughs> Man, that's why, uh, yeah, you guys, you're a saint for doing that kind of stuff. So it's, it's uh, awesome. Um Okay, so another question for for you, Bill, from Hambone Johnny. Uh, he says, "Are there any games that you learned about from friends on 143 pixels, 143 pixels, that you've never played before, uh, but you went and tried after the show?" So, um, no, but n not. So really the re like I've had people come on the show uh, and so just so people know what 143 pixels is, I, ha I interview one person about one game that they love. And that is the only requirement about the, the show is that it has to be a game that the person adores and can talk about endlessly. And everybody has at least one of those. Uh, and almost invariably the, the people who've come on to talk about it, about those games um, have talked about some really interesting sounding games that I've never played, but I always have so many new games to play. I never have time to go back and play all of these old games. Like I had, um, Jeff Kanata came on and we were talking about, uh, Ultima eight and I never played old, no Ultima seven, sorry. And I never played Ultima seven, but like everything that he said about it made me want to play it. But I just never have time to to grab those games, and that happened almost every almost every time somebody came on the show and talked about a game that I had not played. It made me really excited to try it out. I just never have time, and that's the email that I usually get: is this show costs me too much money <laughs> because people end up listening, and like every episode is a like an impassioned plea that everybody plays this one game. And so everybody's like, Oh man, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to buy that game. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a problem. I've, I've found that as I've been in involved in more of the podcasting communities and interacting with other content creators, dang it, I'm spending a lot more money on this stuff than I used to. <laughs> But it's fun. It's fun. I, I I think that as someone who hosts a show like that, you kind of have to. You can't. You, there's no way you could play. You you, you kind of have to let those go by because there's no way you could cover all that. And a lot of them are games of the time. So like people will like people will have a lot of nostalgia for a game that they played when they were younger. Uh, so. Like it, those games are hard. Like they might be hard to actually play. Like 
I'm sure that I could probably get a copy of Ultima 7 running, but it would probably be more work than it's worth to me. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> I don't it's, want... it's probably, it, you, there's a lot of games where it's like, some games are timeless and they age well. Um, mm -hmm. But other ones, it's like, you're not going to get the maximum effect that they're describing unless you were there playing it when it launched. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had um I had David Brevik on the show. Uh he's the guy that created Diablo. And he like we were talking about EverQuest. He was and I played EverQuest too. So this was one that we where I could definitely relate to everything that he was talking about. And he talked about EverQuest and as we were talking about that game, like there was this click in my head where I was saying all of these things that he and I were describing would not be fun for people. Like we were like, oh man. And then when like you couldn't see in the dark, it was so like it was black pea soup. You couldn't see where you were going. And uh, you know, when when you got killed, you lost levels and your corpse stayed behind with all of your stuff. And like as I describe this to people, they're like, well, that doesn't sound fun. That sounds horrible and punishing. And we're like, yeah, oh, I was great. It's so weird. So, uh, like, there's definitely games that are of their time, and you can't really go back and enjoy them. Of course, I'm sure that there's people who listen to this, and they're like, I played EverQuest. It's awesome. I still play it today. You're crazy, because games have gotten better. But, man, <laughs> at the time, it was amazing. Mike, I got to ask, do you have a game um, in your bucket of games that you would admit was a uh, this was in its time that i i i can't really recommend it now but i love well i actually there's one game on the sega genesis and i don't even remember what it was called you're like some spark plug or something i i, I don't remember but uh <laughs> i remember i remember loving I the game this. and uh like it was one of my favorite sega games and i went back like 10 years later and I literally couldn't even understand what was happening on the screen. Like, I was losing myself in the background just all the time, and it was unplayable. And I was like, how did I love this game so much? I the, the What you're describing is the original Mario Kart for me on Super Nintendo. I played the crap out of that game back, back when it was the only Mario Kart game. And I went back to play that a number of years ago and was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. It's, it's nauseating first off. Cause it's like, it's not real 3d. It's, oh gosh, it was so hard. Like, Same how thing did happened how? with Diddy Kong racing. Diddy, yeah, yes. Yeah. I felt that with Diddy Kong racing. Yep. Um, and then we have our last question here is a follow-up from Hambone Johnny. So he says, has he, I mean, Bill been able to find more time for gaming with his show down to one episode per week? And I'm assuming that's talking about Switchcraft. I went back because I discovered Switchcraft kind of old, or not old, uh, newer, newer episodes. Um, and I went back and listened to some of your first Switchcraft episodes. And uh, and you say, like, yeah, we're going to be doing this a uh, couple times a week. And I was like, wait, does he... Does he record this multiple? I, I went. I went to the new stuff and was like looking. Like, have I been missing an episode every week? Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I thought that was funny. When the show first, well, okay. Uh, when when I first decided to make Switchcraft, I was already doing another podcast called Run Jump Stomp, uh, and it was me and my friend Richard, and we would just talk about general gaming stuff. 
But then uh, Nintendo announced the Switch, and I said, oh, that looks really cool. I think that this is going to be a big thing. I want to make a show that's just about that, because I didn't want to fill up the general gaming podcast with Nintendo stuff all the time. So I said, all right, well, I'm just going to, I'll record it. And, and so I did like, I don't know, it was like nine episodes. And on episode nine, like I was trying to like write a script and like do everything ahead of time. I just didn't have time for it. And so I said, all right, I'm done with this. And I stopped recording it. And then the switch, the switch actually came out. And I was really excited to talk about it. But again, I didn't want to fill up Run, Jump, Stomp with all of the Nintendo stuff all the time. So I said, all right, I'm going to bring back Switchcraft. But instead of doing all of the the work of writing everything out ahead of time and meticulously editing stuff, I, the show, like you probably, it seems like you listened to this episode where I said, this show is going to be 100% off the top of my head. I'll yep. do it three times a week, and it's just stream of consciousness, no real editing. And so that's basically what I when I started doing Switchcraft three times a week, and I did it three times a week week until basically until the pandemic destroyed Nintendo news. Like there was nothing to talk about. So I was like, am I putting out an episode just so people can listen to? me say there's really not much to say and and so i said ah, i'll just i'll just bring it down to to one episode a week until the news picks up and still i feel like i can get the show the, the show done in one episode a week and as soon as we get to a point where i can't get the show done in one episode a week then i'll bring back more episodes but to answer his question do i have more time for gaming now you'd think that i would but somehow, because I do YouTube stuff now, video editing is so much more time consuming oh, than editing. Yeah, than editing audio. So, like, I spend a lot more time editing video than I than I did in the past. But to me, it's also more interesting to edit video. Like, I have more options to do cool things. Uh, not that I'm like a, a great video editor or anything, but I get to learn a new skill basically. And that that like so. I don't get to play games as much as I'd like. Um, but then again, I have the opportunity to play games and sometimes I just decide to talk about them in, instead because I, I kind of really like talking about the gaming industry as a whole more than I like actually sitting down and playing the games. I like playing the games too, but I like the discussion more than that. That is a, a good point. I, I definitely, that's, that's yeah, cool insight on on uh the inner workings of run jump stomp i don't know what is that is run jump stomp still your like brand that you're kind of going with or are you going more like is it more general than that or do you go just off your specific channels um well okay so originally the first pod well Okay, I'm not going to go into like the whole history of it, but the I first... know we we need a full other episode to, to yeah, cover. Yeah. To the, cover the, the first podcast that I did was called Architan's Arcade because that was like my moniker online. Like when I played video games, my name was Architan. But then I was like, that's stupid. Nobody's going to know how to spell it, so they're never going to be able to find it. So I'm not going to do Architan's Arcade. I'll call it Run Jump Stomp. Those are the three things that Mario does. He runs, he jumps, he stomps on things. 
That's easy to remember. And so like that was the name of the first show. And uh but but these days Run Jump Stomp is really just like that's how you find me on Twitter. Um, oh, if you're really looking for my stuff, it's nerd nerd nest. nest. Yeah. That's why yeah. I, I was like, I, I'm blanking on the name nerd nest was, is the, yeah. uh, the way to find bill nowadays. Well, yeah. well, this is a perfect opportunity for you to, um, since we're wrapping up here, uh, you want to plug your stuff, plug your show for our audience. I know we have a lot of, we have a lot of fans already, but, uh, there's quite a few listeners that probably haven't heard your stuff before. So where can they find you? Uh, you can, if you're looking for just Nintendo news, then check out Nintendo Switchcraft wherever podcasts are downloaded. Um, if you want to find, uh, find out about games that people love, that's 143 pixels. If you're interested in video games that are streaming from Google's cloud servers, then that would be StadiaCast. And you can find all of that stuff together over at nerdnest.tv. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Bill. We, we really uh, appreciate that. Uh, if you would like to follow us, uh, find find our stuff, we are at Nintendo Pals Podcast um, on Instagram, TikTok, at Nintendo Pals on Twitter, and you can find us in podcast feeds everywhere. And we are just Nintendo. We don't have a we don't have a Stadia Pals yet. Um, maybe in the works <laughs> it's not but uh but nintendo pals is what where what you can look up to find us and uh hop on over and join our discord community where we have a great group of nintendo fans uh that are playing all sorts of games you're looking for a group to play the longing with we got you covered and let's see uh Special thanks to VGR for the theme song we use for our podcast. You can check out his stuff. Links are in the description of the podcast. And links to all of the aforementioned shows, including Bill's stuff, will be in the description of the podcast or video, depending on where you're watching. Please uh, leave us a subscription, a five-star review. Well, I, I do have to pause here and say we got a five-star review uh, recently that, that I just saw, just showed up. And... I was blown away by how nice uh, this was. I've got I've I've got it pulled up here. I'm just gonna who I'll I'll, I'll give like the the Reader's Digest version. He says this is an outstanding program. Um, the friendship between the hosts adds some humor that makes you feel like you're enjoying the moment with them, and not just a third party watching people talk. I truly hope you listen to this show as it's family friendly and just the right amount of time that it's not too long but not too short and really appreciate that from frontal distortion thank you so much for that review i i, I was blown away by by that um yeah so hop on over and give us a five-star review i it's been it's it really helps us get seen we're moving up on the stuff soon we'll catch up with bill and switchcraft one of the top nintendo podcasts and your stadia cast is like the top stadia podcast if, if if i'm recalling correctly and when, when i search that's what i find at the top so yeah we lucked out we lucked out google called and said can we be on your show which was the weirdest friggin' thing in the weird in the world so that's that's the reason uh it was just it was all because google came on it was weird but then yeah. i mean Thanks, i mean google. when you're making a, a podcast that's positive towards their service i think the algorithm may be skewed 
It, you know, it's, it's because... <laughs> a little. <laughs> All right, kid. You guys are doing great work over there. Um, and that about wraps up our show. So we will uh, leave with a closing remark by Bill. Not a square hole. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs>